You guys, this case is really freaking me out. This is a podcast, Brianna. You have to tell them what your case you're talking about first. Oh yeah, my bad. The Zodiac Killer case. Did you guys research it? I did, and according to the FBI archives, the killer was never caught. You're right, Krishna. And an article in the New York Post talked about a cipher that was finally solved 50 years later. Sounds like this case was never closed. Well, maybe we should start at the beginning. What information did the police have, and why is it they haven't found the Zodiac Killer yet? I did some research at crimemuseum.org, and they laid out the entire timeline. It sounds like it all started in Bay Area, California. It all started with Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday, who were found dead in their car. It was said to be their first date. And there were only 16 and 17 completely random victims. It's horrifying to think that they were regular teenagers like us, the same exact ages even, and they were killed by a serial killer. That's why I said this case totally freaks me out. Plus, he killed them right before the winter holidays in 1968. What a monster. Well, if you thought that was bad, he attacked another young couple on the 4th of July in 1969. So it sounds like his M.O. was originally young couples around holidays then? Yeah, but his M.O. changed. He loved to taunt people almost as much as he loved to kill. After these murders, the first of many clues to the killer's identity were given. A man called the Vallejo police station and reported the murder. But how is that a clue? He gave the police specific details about the murder and even stated, I killed those kids last year. Yeah, and tracing his phone was useless because the man used a gas station payphone. You guys left out a very important detail. What detail? One of his victims, Darlene Farron, was coldly murdered, but the other victim, Mike Magot, survived. I remember now. He was able to give the police a, de- a description. How come they didn't catch him then? Well, the description was probably too broad. But what's interesting is later, in July 1969, the killer sent letters to the San Francisco Examiner, the San Francisco Chronicles, and the Vallejo Times. Yeah, that's when he got his name, the Zodiac Killer. He basically chose his own name, and then in August, he gave them one-third of a cipher he said would lead to his identity. I don't think the Zodiac Killer had much faith in the police's ability to catch him because he killed again just one month later. Yeah, in September of 69, Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard were attacked by a man wearing the same symbol that was on the letters. Wait a second, what was his symbol? Well, Biography.com described it as a circle with a cross through it. Wow, Haley, you really did your research. Haley's not the only one. I read that the Zodiac Killer wrote a message on Hartnell's car claiming responsibility for the crime, and Hartnell actually survived the attack. Uh, I was able to, with my teeth, loosen her knots enough to, but her hands were, it was so tight that her hands were still numb. I asked her if she could get mine undone, and she couldn't move them, and she really wasn't in any position to move. I mean, she she was pretty badly injured. He seemed to be following his M.O. at least up until October of 1969. Wait, what happened? A man named Paul Stein was shot and killed in San Francisco. The Zodiac Killer had officially moved on from exclusively murdering couples. But how did they know it was the Zodiac Killer? The Chronicles received another letter and a part of Stein's bloody shirt. San Francisco was aware of any Zodiac until the murderer 
of the Chronicle and included that torn piece of shirt from Mr. Stein. Then, finally, in November, another cipher is sent to the Chronicle. The rest of the Zodiac Killer's history is really a mystery. I thought he killed at least 30 more people. Well, it became difficult for the police to determine whether the Zodiac Killer was truly responsible for the crimes after the original seven. Didn't he keep sending letters, though? Yeah, but with no real evidence, it was kind of up in the air. The only true evidence they had were the Zodiac Killer's letters and ciphers, but they couldn't figure out his identity because they couldn't crack the ciphers. Well, they did crack some ciphers. Most of them were just taunts to the police, and he would describe his future murders. I mean, the ciphers are what made the Zodiac Killer so famous, and they were so difficult to solve that we couldn't solve the 340 cipher until 2020. According to an article by Natalie O'Neill in the New York Post, the Zodiac Killer investigation is open to this day. Wait, hold on. What did the cipher they cracked in 2020 say? Are you sure you want to hear it? Yeah. What did it say? I hope you're having lots of fun trying to catch me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me. What do you guys think that means? I think he means that he's okay with dying and going to hell because he thinks of hell as his paradise. Maybe he believes what he's done is some sort of form of justice and that he's going to heaven. Okay, big question time though, guys. Who do you think the Zodiac Killer was? Like there were multiple people. There's no way one person could have done all of that. I mean, he attacked seven people within a year and then claimed to have killed 30 more in his letters. It could have started as one killer, but then he grew a following and copycat started sending letters and calling in. I mean, one time, the Zodiac Killer wrote in one of his letters that a man who had called Jim Dunbar's talk show claiming to be the killer was just a copycat. Tell us what's going on in, in, inside you right now, Sam, please. I have headaches. Right. How long have you had those headaches, Sam? In a long time? Since I killed a kid. I think it was Bob Hallstar. He was one of the prime suspects during the case. They said he could be placed at all of the crime scenes, and they haven't found evidence to rule him out. I think it could have been an inside job, like a cop or investigator. That could explain how the Zodiac Killer knew so many of the details of each of the murders. Maybe he even confessed to, confessed to ones he didn't commit. The most scary part was that he was never caught. He could be roaming around the country. He would be around maybe 70 to 80 years old by now. Even if he died by now, his copycats could still be alive. He's so famous, they've made movies about him. Imagine, he could have watched a movie about himself. So for the rest of his life, the Zodiac Killer could have been sitting and watching as the world failed to check, crack his ciphers, and reveal his identity. It's honestly crazy to think about. <laughs>